Hello everyone, welcome to Embloom Podcast or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslin and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm super excited for this week's episode because I haven't done it before and I really wanted to do it this year especially just because this year like 2022 has been so transformative for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, in terms of like growth and everything and I thought okay like I really want to do this episode because I just think it'll be really helpful and I think that me sharing it will hopefully help you all as well if you're somebody who set goals going into 2022 I just think it's really good to like actually hold yourself accountable and revisit that goal list and take a look at it and be honest with yourself and ask yourself you know like okay how did I do like Did I achieve these things? Did I not? And I don't really necessarily want to say I think it's helpful in terms of seeing if you achieve something or not because the whole point is not to see how many things you crossed off the list. It's more so to like see the areas you prioritized and where you did grow and then the areas where maybe you didn't prioritize as much so that you can go into another new year and really know what you want to spend more time like prioritizing because maybe you really grew a lot in one area but you completely neglected another so and you won't really realize that unless you go back and like reflect on the goals you set for yourself for this year um I'm kind of like on the fence about like just new year's goals and stuff in general I definitely like to set certain goals but I don't like to be so committed to like I must do this by this date or whatever because life changes we change and sometimes you know you don't have it in you to go after something you thought you once did or maybe you're just going through something and you need to like postpone something and sometimes it can just feel really intimidating to set a lot of goals and I am going to basically be going back through my goals that I shared in my what I'm leaving in 2021 episode from last year um it was I think the first episode of the new year for 2022 but I did an episode on like what I'm leaving in 2021, things I'm not carrying with me into 2022. I shared my word for the year and I also just shared my goals and kind of like ways to get yourself ready for the new year and everything. So I'm going to be going back and reflecting on my 2022 goals and just sharing with you all, you know, like I'm literally just going to go through the list and be like, this happened, this didn't happen or I wanted to do this, but I changed my mind and this happened instead, that kind of thing. And just kind of like a 2022 year in review recap situation. I just thought it would be interesting to do and really help myself with seeing where I did grow and seeing the areas I did prioritize. And that way I can kind of go into 2023 with more of a comprehensive idea of, okay, like this is what I did really well with this year. This is what I didn't do that well with. And this is what I want to continue going into 2023 or I want to stop doing this in 2023, whatever it may be. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. But before we get started, let's go ahead and get started with a quote goal and gratitude for this week. Um, Also, I wanted to share, I am doing Vlogmas on my 
personal Instagram, which is just at Abby period Aslan. And I'm also doing it on TikTok and my TikTok is just at Abigail Aslan. So if you like want some more content from me, I've been doing Vlogmas on both of those platforms. So it's been really fun. It's been like keeping me busy, but it's really only like an extra like 30 minutes a day in terms of like editing content. So it's not busy in that sense. It's more so of like remembering to get clips and like recording everything I do it gets like really annoying sometimes and tedious and sometimes I'm like I just want to do something and like not pull my phone out and record but that's just the way vlog vlogmas is so we're doing that but um just wanted to give myself a little plug there if you wanted to see more content but the quote for this week I really wanted to just I found this one on Pinterest and it's from Morgan Harper Nichols, which I think last week's was as well um, or the week before, but I just thought it was really good for this time of year. Um, I know the holidays is definitely a really difficult time for some people and maybe it isn't difficult for you in terms of, you know, like you get to be like with family and friends and, you know, you don't have any necessarily specific reasons why the holidays are hard, but maybe you just in general kind of start to feel down around the holidays and I totally relate to that. Um, I love the holiday season because I feel like all of the little things like just the weather and all of like the Christmas spirit just like with like the decorations and like um, the Christmas lights outside and going in stores and hearing Christmas music, Christmas coffee, like all of those things like literally put me in such a good mood and they make me so happy but at the same time I always get really sad during the holidays and it's just like a seasonal thing. Um, so this quote was kind of just like a reminder that everyone goes through that and even if you know somebody does seem to like have everything together you never know like what someone's battling like internally and I know that this is just like a hard time for everyone so I think this quote is good for everyone to keep in mind during this time of year um but really all the time but especially during this time of year and the quote says give warmth in a world that often feels so cold to so many may we choose to be the ones to give kindness to those who may not have many reminders that kindness still exists and I just like this because, you know, one little act of kindness costs us nothing and it literally can completely turn someone's day around, you know, like giving out a compliment to someone you see at the store or, um, you know, just telling someone to have a good day or asking someone how their day's going when you're like picking up your coffee in the morning or something, you know, little things like that to just like remind people that kindness is out there and people do care and this world is not like all really dark and really just negative even though it seems that way sometimes there are still good people and kind people out there and I think that a little kindness this time of year is needed because I think it's a really great time of year for a lot of people but like I said it's also a really hard time of year really stressful time of year for a lot of people so just keep that in mind um and my goal for this week I really want to be good about like picking up after myself this week really random but we just cleaned like Friday night, Saturday morning for the first time in like a month. Not like cleaned, but like deep cleaned for the first time in like a month just because of being out of town um, and just being busy like with work or having people in town and that kind of thing. And it felt so good to like wake up Saturday morning and everything be like mostly done. Um, and I love like spending my Friday nights like cleaning the place and everything because I feel like nothing beats waking up on a Saturday and being like I don't have to clean anything this weekend and knowing that it's already taken care of I mean you have to sacrifice your Friday night but I really don't have energy to do anything on Friday nights anyways so I'm usually fine with just doing that but um I really 
want to be better about picking up after myself because I'm going to be going back home um, for Christmas next weekend. So since I'm only going to be here for like one more week, I don't want to like leave and it'd be a mess here because when I was in Charleston last weekend for a girl's trip and my fiance was out of town for his work like Christmas trip, we came back to our place being a mess and it was the worst feeling. And I knew that was going to be the case. Like I was just too busy to be able to um, clean and so was he. So we were just like, okay, like we're just going to have to deal with it when we get back. But it was not a good feeling at all. And like now that we've deep cleaned, I want to be really good this week about like folding the laundry right when it finishes and like not letting it pile up. Um, and you know, like really just taking good care of our space so that I don't have to do this like really intense clean before I leave and go out of town. Cause that'll just add to like my stress and my to-do list. Um, because I'm always trying to get like a lot of stuff done before going out of town, especially before the holidays. So I really want to just be on top of like maintaining a clean environment. I can be pretty bad about like leaving like my shoes in different places or like my clothes that I change out of and stuff. So I just want to be good about staying on top of that kind of stuff. And my gratitude this week, I, this one's like really random and I don't really know how to like get into it um, without like going on a huge tangent, but I'm really grateful for hope this week. Like literally just like the concept of hope because I, for like six months, maybe longer, I have been just brainstorming a lot, um, like random times, like I'm in the shower, cooking dinner, I'm driving, I'm on my lunch break at work, I'm laying in bed at night, whatever just brainstorming my brains constantly firing off things because I've been so desperate to feel excited for something and like for I don't know not excited for something that sounds really negative because I'm very excited about a lot of different things I'm very excited about like wedding planning it's stressful so that like kind of like (laughs) neutralizes the excitement but like stuff like that I'm excited for but I'm talking about like something like feeling like I have hope in terms of my career um because I have I got to a point like over the last six months where I was like I feel like I'm slipping into the slippery slope of settling in my career just because the easy thing to do is to you know stay where I'm at and not make any changes and not be honest with myself about like what I'm doing and everything and I was just really desperate for hope in terms of feeling excited or feeling like there was something to be like something that I knew I wanted to work for in terms of my career um, or work towards and like have goals and stuff because I've just kind of been coasting um, which is fine because I mean, I've literally been working full-time for like a year so it's fine to be coasting and it's totally normal and I think everyone should coast for periods of time but I'm at the point where I would like just felt desperate to like have something to look forward to on the horizon or like something to be working towards because I've felt like I've just gotten complacent and feel like I'm settling almost. So with all that being said, I've been brainstorming like at the most random times all the times. My brain's like constantly on trying to think of things like what could I create? Like what could I do? What could I start? Like whatever. And I would have like all these ideas, but none of them would be things that really felt compelling enough to actually pursue on my own and do um and I'm not talking about right now I'm talking about like in the future like down the road um and none of them just felt like compelling enough I'm like I feel like I'm just like coming up with this in my head because it's an escape you know like it's something that isn't what I'm doing now type of thing and 
I was laying in bed the other night, like I had been reading A Court of Mist and Fury, which I'm absolutely freaking loving, but I had been reading that and I like put it down and closed my eyes and I was like, okay, gonna go to bed, whatever. And I literally shut my eyes and it was the weirdest feeling and thing I've like experienced in a long time. But I, it almost felt like lightning struck my brain because I literally like closed my eyes and I was like, I'm gonna go to sleep. And then boom, like this idea like came in my head and I was like, oh my gosh, is this real? Like I all of a sudden was like jolted awake. Like I was already awake because I was like trying to fall asleep, right? But I was like tired. I had put my book down because I was like falling asleep while reading. So I put my book down, closed my eyes, like lightning bolt to the brain, jolted like awake, like wide awake all of a sudden. And I'm like, this is it. Like I, this is exactly like what I want to do and like pursue. And I'm not going to give any detail just because it's like literally just an idea in my head right now. So obviously I'm not going to sit here and like be like, I'm doing this when it's like literally no more than idea and concept in my head. Um, but I feel like for the first time I feel hope and I feel, um, inspired and I feel excited about like what's to come in the next, you know, like however many years, cause I don't know when any of this would actually come to fruition because like I've told y'all, you know, like I'm fine with staying where I'm at right now like as long as it makes sense for me to and that's what I'm doing so it's like I'm not sitting here saying like oh I have this idea boom done and I'm pursuing it right now like that's not it it's more so of me being really excited over the fact that I have I feel like I have hope in terms of my career now because I just felt like so hopeless for this whole year really and I just felt like I was like really rummaging through my brain trying to find something to cling to and chase after to get me out of like the way I feel right now or have felt I don't really feel that way as much anymore it was more so in the summer I just like started getting like really uncomfortable and not feeling very great and feeling very hopeless about just like my career outlook and everything um and I just had that happen and I'm just really grateful for it and it feels very like right like it feels like it was it's for me like and it's for me to go after I have no idea what it's gonna look like because it's something I have not done before it's something I don't really know I know a lot about both sides of it that it involves in terms of the like industries but I don't know how to start any of like what I'm wanting to do and it's not really associated with like me being an influencer it kind of is but like it's inspired by that but it's not like actually like tied to me and my presence online if that makes sense so it's something where I feel like I've found like a need um this is the first time I've like brainstormed something where I'm like this is actually a legitimate need that will help like a lot of people out and that makes me really excited because it'll be something that'll help a lot of people out um and in in a very like different way I like you may be thinking like helping them out like physically, mentally, emotionally. Not really. It's more so just like a something that like makes people's lives easier in a way. Um, and I finally like just feel so, I don't know, like it's something I really want to pursue. I don't know when or how, whatever, but I am just really grateful that I had like that sort of epiphany moment and it feels very like just spiritual almost. And I say this because I was I have this devotional that I like I'm not the best about like reading it all the time and um it's just really like even if I mean obviously it's a devotional so it's like based in Christianity but I feel like even the concepts of it 
just the and the devotional itself are just really helpful um for me and I'm not sitting here like trying to like shove it down anybody's throat or anything that's not what I'm doing I'm just saying like I feel like it's a spiritual thing in the sense that I had I was reading I had like picked up my devotional for the first time in like a while like the other morning and I the it was about just like fully you know surrendering like just your worries and your fears and just fully trusting and you know a lot of times I like read stuff like that and I'm just like yeah I need to do that but like I just never actually fully surrender and everything but when I was reading it like something like flipped in my brain and I was just kind of like you know why not fully surrender my trust and you know like God's plan for me and just like be like you know what things are gonna work out the way they're meant to and everything and I felt like this kind of overwhelming sense of peace after I read that and that's like you know for me like it's it is just like a peace thing like I feel like I find a lot of peace in like the spiritual aspect of you know Christianity and everything and like relationship with God I'm I don't know why I'm like getting into religion right now but I am um and for anyone who like just doesn't know but I did like grow up Christian but I definitely have like some reservations about like the modern day church and that I don't align with culturally and I'm sure that a lot of people can probably relate to that that are my age that you know maybe grew up in church and in religion and you know it's like I feel like it's more so of a focus on my relationship with God rather than like presence in the church type of thing because there's just a lot about like the modern day church that I just like don't that doesn't sit well with me so it's just like an interesting interesting time um but with all of that being said, I had picked up my devotional and I had read that and I just felt like this overwhelming sense of peace of like, you know, like why not just like trust that like things are going to work out and it's so much, it feels so much better to just like fully surrender that and just like be like let go and just be like, it's literally not in my hands and, you know, just trust that ra- rather than the, what I tend to do, which is like obsess over and like make myself like just completely miserable with anxiety and with fear and with constantly worrying about like what I'm supposed to be doing what I want to do like all that kind of stuff and I was like I'm just exhausted and tired of doing that because I feel like so much of my personality is like figuring out like dissecting everything and figuring out like okay what am I going to do next and I'm I just had that real this realization when I was reading it and I was like I'm just so sick of living this way like I just truly do need to just like completely let go and let myself be at peace you know with that so and it was crazy because it was like two or three days after I read that I had that like epiphany when I laid down and I felt so much peace about it like I felt like a lot of hope and excitement but I felt like so much peace and I don't know that's that's what what that's my soapbox um I just wanted to explain like the whole gist of it so I'm so sorry that that was such a tangent um but yeah so let's go ahead and get into the or wait is that everything yeah quote goal gratitude checked it all off let's go ahead and get into revisiting my 2022 goals another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, also, I wanted to say, I, like, since I just touched on all the topic of, like, religion and everything, I'm literally not sitting here, like, um, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It's, religion's so hard because it's, like, I, I personally, like, believe in God and I, like, have a relationship with God and everything, but like I said, I just, I'm not, like, a perfect individual or anything by any means like duh (laughs) we all know that and just trying to figure things out because it's really hard when you don't agree with a lot of this like stereotypical beliefs of a religion but you like do have that personal relationship with god and you don't agree with like a lot of like the social and cultural stereotypes that tend to be pushed in a church and it's just like a really interesting thing to navigate as an adult so yeah, little disclaimer, but let's go ahead and revisit these goals. So the very first one the tw- of my 2022 goals that I had was to read one book a month. And this definitely did not happen. Um, I do plan on, I think next week or the week after I'm going to be doing a um, 2022 year in review for the books I read. And I'm just going to go through like the books I read and like which ones I liked and like that kind of thing. Just review them with like my own personal reviews. Um, I know that that's probably going to be like really niche and like not a lot of people like are probably interested in hearing that, but I personally want to do it because I love like book talk on TikTok. I love seeing what people read and I get so many good recommendations just through like TikTok and through watching YouTube videos or on Instagram and stuff. So I really wanted to share my own because I do feel like I read a lot of good books this year. I didn't read a book every month. Have I read at least 12 books though? Let me look at my Goodreads really quick. Um, Because if I read 12 books and it's like, okay, technically I read (laughs) um, that many a or one a month, but it's just kind of like, hmm, nope, I've read 10 books this year. So I have not quite made it, but I'm hoping to actually finish number 11 right now um, this month. So I'll have almost read that many, but I read like most of my books during the summer. So with that being said, um, I didn't read one book a month. And I think that that was just like a little bit of a lofty goal to set for myself because I just didn't really, I said that without knowing like how busy work would be and how hard it would be to like actually read a book. Um, cause like during busy season, there were some nights where I would read just to like help myself like fall asleep because it was really hard to like go from sitting at a computer for like 12 hours to rolling in the bed and falling right asleep. So I did have to like read to help with that a lot. Um, but I typically would just read like a few pages of like 101 essays. It'll change the way you think or something like that. And, um, that would help me like fall asleep. But I really underestimated the amount of like time I'd have to, or overestimated the amount of time I'd have to like read during busy season and everything. So that was a bit of an ambitious goal, but it's okay because I still read when I like had time to. And I think like saying reading one book a month is just honestly not that good of a goal in general. Like, sure it is but at the same time like sometimes you're just like not in a reading era and that's fine like you may just would rather be spending your time doing something else or working on another hobby or exploring another hobby I should say or exploring another passion project and you're not putting as much time into reading so unless you're just like really serious about how many goals you or books you want to read in a year I just think that that was kind of like a silly goal for me to set but looking back but at the same time it did like inspire me to like really like try and read more and everything um but I think it's better for me to just like have my goal be like read when I want to read and don't force myself to finish things I don't like and don't 
read for the sake of trying to read a certain number of books and just read when I want to read. So the next thing was to continue growing in my relationship and this one definitely happened. I mean, I felt like we've had so much growth. I feel like every year I'm just like, wow. Like, I mean, the first two years, three years-ish of my relationship with my fiance, it was, they were great. And it was almost just like a lot of our growth happened like in our third year and fourth year and like we're in our fifth year now. And I feel like that's where most of the growth has happened. Just because in the first like two years, I feel like it's a lot of like figuring out your relationship dynamic, which I guess that is growth in and of itself. Um, but it just feels a lot more like slow, I guess, because you're like really feeling figuring out like, okay, like each other's love language and you're figuring out like communication and you know, there's just like some kinks to work out in the beginning and everything. So I really feel like we did grow a lot this year. There are so many instances I can think of where I've seen so much growth, like in myself as a partner uh, individually. And I've seen in Griffin, my fiance as a partner individually. And then it's really cool to like, see how we've grown as a couple too. Like I can almost have an outer body view of like, holy cow, I've seen how much he's grown. I've seen how much I've grown, but I've also seen how much we've grown together as a couple. And we've definitely grown a lot. I mean, we bought our first home together. Um, at just a few months ago, we got engaged. So I feel like that in and of itself is growth. And we also just had a lot of personal growth in terms of just, I feel like I had a lot of growth in just like really meeting him where he's at instead of, you know, like having an expectation and like, or a idea in my head of how I think, you know, he should be or whatever. I'm like really bad about doing that in friendships, relationships with people I'm just meeting. I'll like have an idea in my head instead of meeting that person where they're at. And that can cause like a lot of like issues, like the more time you spend with that person, because you're like not allowing, you're not accepting them as they are like right then and there. Um, and I felt like I had a lot of growth in doing that. And I feel like I had a lot of growth in being vulnerable and like actually, opening up more, which I think was really important. And, um, I just feel very like supported in terms of like my goals and like, I am sure I'm not an easy person to be with just because I have so much going on and it really speaks to like my fiance's patience, which I probably don't thank him enough for, which I probably should go thank him after this episode. Just be like, Hey, thanks for being so patient with me because I know I have a ton going on and it's probably, really hard because his love language is like quality time or at least that's what I think it is I don't even know if he's actually taking the test I can't remember but I definitely think it's quality time and like physical touch and it's really hard to for that to be his like love language with someone like me who doesn't have a lot of time so um yeah I don't know we've definitely grown a lot so I definitely think that goal was achieved and that's something I want to work on every year you know but not necessarily saying we have to grow in this way every year but just to continue the growing and knowing that growing is going to look different every year and in every season of life because there's going to be periods where we don't grow there's going to be periods where we almost fall back and there's going to be peaks there's going to be valleys and I think that recognizing that and accepting that is really important as you know you're going through a relationship the next thing is to be better at being wrong um, I think in some ways I definitely did like accomplish this. I think that I became a lot better in terms of like my relationship, for example. Like sometimes I wouldn't see how I was in the wrong initially with something. Um, and I would be very in denial about it, which is definitely like a toxic behavior of mine. And then 
I would after the fact realize it and I would just feel like crap. So I think that I got a lot better about recognizing when I'm wrong, like in the moment, instead of like my first instinct to be like protect myself and defend myself and be like, no, I'm not wrong. Cause that's how I used to be. Like it was very, like I was very shielded and it was like the second I feel like someone is attacking me and like saying like I didn't do something perfectly because I'm a perfectionist my first defense would be to instantly like tell them like no that's not true like I'm like right like I have to be right and not so much in like an arrogance way of like I have to be right but more so of like I can't stand the idea of me letting someone down so I have to like reject that that happened you know what I mean right away but then like seeing it after the fact when it's already like caused like an issue and I feel like this year I was a lot better at, you know, like, instead of being so focused on being, you know, like, the perfect person in a friendship, relationship, whatever, I was a lot more focused on, like, you know, being very conscious of, and, like, like, really listening when, like, someone's telling me, like, like, this hurt my feelings, or this was, you know, not right, whatever, and, like, actually recognizing that the moment of, and, being able to like admit it and be okay with being wrong and being like not being a perfect person because I hold myself to that standard even though I know it's not attainable and not to for the sake of like being a perfect person but being for the sake of you know just being the best person I can be for the people in my life it's more so out of that desire and I feel like I got a lot better about that however I think in the work setting like in the workplace being wrong I I don't, I'm not the best at like, um, recovering from when I've made mistakes. I let them eat me alive. And then when I do something good, I like pay no mind to it. So that isn't the best, but I think being better at being wrong, I went into this year with really wanting to improve that within like my, um, relationships and friendships. And I think that I definitely like did do that this year, but I think for in the workplace setting, not so much, but I think that when I made that goal, it was more so focused on my relationships and friendships anyways. And the next thing is to not tie my value to work, um, and to my work, which I did that one knowing, um, I was, you know, starting my job and I was worried about that happening. And I don't, I don't know about this one because I definitely think I do habitually and instinctively tie my value to my work. And I don't really want to, but I just think it's what I do out of habit. And, I don't necessarily think that like I tie my value to my work in terms of like, oh, like I am, you know, worthy of whatever because this is my job. It's more so of like if I do something good or if I mess up, I let that affect my overall well-being and like how I'm feeling. Um, And I, you know, tell myself like I suck if I make a mistake and I shouldn't do that. So I didn't really do good with that one and I think that that's something I need to focus on a lot um going forward so definitely going to revisit that and reflect on it for going into 2023 and the next thing is to establish work boundaries um definitely did not do this at all in my first like eight months of working um I let people run I've let people run marathons all over me all day long um and it was for the sake of being like the perfect employee and being the person like the perfect employee that people want to work with and that you just literally cannot let yourself do that like even though I knew that I didn't like I needed to establish work boundaries I just 
let myself not do that for the sake of not coming off as like a non an imperfect employee because I wanted to be everything to everyone and like be able to help anyone when they needed it that's just not sustainable in the long run literally at all and I finally like a few months ago in therapy I was like when I hit like my breaking point I was like this is it's just running me dry I I can't keep like doing things the way I'm doing them right now there's no way I really felt like I kind of got to a point in therapy where it was like we had to like tangibly think or think of tangible ways for me to set work boundaries and you know me accepting and learning that it's okay to say no and like okay for me to like stand my ground in a respectful manner like and there's a way to do that um and I think that I got a lot better at it towards the end of this year but for most of the year I was terrible about it but I've gotten a lot better in the last few months so I do think that that's one that took time and I think that part of the reason why it took time is because being so new somewhere you almost feel like you because you're new you don't have the authority to like have a boundary like I in my head I'm like I can't really set these firm work boundaries and like let myself say no until I've been here for x amount of time because that's when I'll feel like I am allowed to like set boundaries but that's like not the case at all like you should be you should set your boundaries like from day one so that you know you're not letting people cross any personal boundaries you have um and that's something that I wish I would have done but I personally just felt really uncomfortable doing that so it took me waiting until like I literally got to a breaking point to be like okay something has to change and I have to set some boundaries or this like can't continue the way it is and it took all of that to get there but I'm thankful that I got there even though the path wasn't the prettiest and probably the most ideal and the next thing is to stop being so image conscious and stop worrying about how I am perceived by others um interesting I didn't really remember putting this as my goal for 2022 but I did because it's on this list and I think that this one is what I'm going to forever struggle with especially with being on social media um but I really feel like I am not very image conscious anymore however I am still worried about how I'm being perceived by others but I think this one this one's interesting because I am sort of like going through like a transition with this right now and like unpacking like okay I feel like I am authentically myself online like 100% I'm very vulnerable online and everything but I feel like my fear of being perceived like negatively by people online causes me to almost have like a shield up to myself like to my real like true 100% authentic self when it comes to like me being online I feel like on my podcast I'm very like 100% but I feel like on YouTube and like Instagram and stuff sometimes it's really hard for me to be 100% myself because it's almost like I'll be 99% myself but then I feel like there's this 1% that I keep closed off just because I'm worried about how like it, like it's almost the part of me that shows the most personality and I want to tap into undoing that because I think that I don't know like when I reflect and I think back I'm like I feel like that's maybe like what's lacking in some of my content is like the personality and like my videos on YouTube especially like I feel like I show personality like through the podcast it's just a little bit easier to um but I feel like in 
on like Instagram and in videos, I feel like I kind of like close off that 1% that like really showcases like my personality sometimes. And I think it's just out of fear of like, I don't know, like maybe like coworkers watching or something. And I feel like I have to like maintain this level of not even necessarily professionalism because it's not like I would be doing anything like crazy um in that one percent that I'm not showing it's more so of just like I don't know I just feel like I close myself off a little bit out of fear of I don't even know what but it has to do with being perceived by others so I want to work on undoing that and that's something that I've that has sort of kind of like come to the forefront of my mind lately and I've like wanted to tap into that and explore it and like figure out how I can you know, continue to be as vulnerable and authentic as I am online, but like take it to the next level and really allow myself to just like fully be me. But I do feel like I just kind of like have a guard up and it's really hard for me to like let that down. But I don't know at the same time, maybe that guard is there for a reason and it's good because it's probably good for me to have like a boundary where my real life and my online life don't blend so much because at that point, you know, like nothing become nothing's personal anymore. And it's important to like keep some stuff private and like keep like part of your life private otherwise it's just like I feel like not healthy for you know your entire existence to be blended with the internet so I don't know I kind of have conflicting feelings there with that one the next one is to consistently do workouts that I love and don't confine myself to one thing if I'm not enjoying it and work towards working out four times a week um and I set that number just because like I wanted it to have like an aspect of tangibility to it and that's actually this one I'm so happy with how this went this year because I truly have just like which I have gym pass to think for this which is basically the same thing as class pass but like through a corporate company and I have gym pass through work which y'all have heard me talk about before and I'm so thankful for it because it has really allowed me to do this because it's I don't know if you are somebody who like does a certain type of workout and maybe you get bored with it or something and you like want to try other things out but it's so expensive to like have memberships at so many different places please try out class pass because there's so much on it and I feel like you'll be so much happier like getting those endorphins flowing and getting that exercising in if you can bop around and like just change things up based on how you're feeling because it can be really easy to become um less motivated when you know you're just like doing the same thing all the time and some people that's exactly what I need but there's people like me who just get bored with stuff really easily and you need like the change up and I really feel like this was the year for me of figuring that out and I'm so thankful because it has just transformed my life because having workout classes to go to was seriously like one of my saving graces this year especially just like with during busy season and everything and I was really in like a spin class era for most of the year because of that was just like what I love doing and I still love doing it I went to spin class this morning um because I love the studio so much but now that I live farther which I've talked about from the spin studio I can't go as often um just because of like traffic and everything like I could make it work but it just doesn't make sense to type of thing and I don't go as much and now I'm like in my f45 era and I love it so I've just kind of like let myself be like okay like I'm enjoying this so I'm gonna do it or I'm not enjoying this so I'm gonna stop doing it and I went through you know like I did Pilates for a little bit mixed in with spin but I don't really have um Pilates places that are on like my gym pass like close by me so I haven't like been doing that I haven't done that since I moved out of our apartment so I really feel like that one was achieved well 
the next thing is to or was to go to therapy and I finally went for the first time um which y'all know I've talked about it so much and how it's just like really helped me and honestly a lot of what I've learned in therapy I have taken to the podcast to share with you all and it's been like really like transformative for myself and for the podcast because it's allowed me to like open up and be a lot more vulnerable and it's provided a lot of content for the podcast honestly because a lot of the inspiration for my episodes sometimes are drawn from something I've learned I'm learning in therapy or something that I'm figuring out and I'm really proud of myself for biting the bullet and finally going and also just really thankful that I do get free access to therapy through my job so I'm really thankful for that as well and I'm just glad that I finally went because it was long overdue and it's been really changing my life. It's been really hard at times because it can be very uncomfortable and I still feel like I even have a wall up with my therapist a little bit and I really don't know how to like completely knock it down but I feel like um, I have really become aware of so much about myself that I just wasn't aware of before and it has made me into a better person and it has been really uncomfortable at times to where like I'm like oh my gosh I hate that I'm like learning this about myself because it just feels so uncomfortable but at the same time like being able to work on those things and undo things and really just like work on becoming like the most authentic version of myself has been like really important for me this year. And the next thing was to forgive myself. Um, and this one I think I had just said because of, I like tend to like, because how I was saying how I hate how I hate the idea of me hurting somebody or like letting someone down and that all of that's like really uncomfortable and painful for me. And there are definitely times where I have done that to people, obviously, because I'm human and I would kind of like block it out of my memory because it would like feel really uncomfortable for me to come to terms with the fact that I hurt someone I cared about and I really wanted to just forgive myself for you know those things and like really like come to terms with the fact that you know like I'm human and I have hurt people before and you know like it's human nature but at the same time like I can't just like avoid it and never come to terms with it and because then I'm going to keep you know making that those same mistakes or those same choices that hurt people before and I don't want to be that way like I want to you know like recognize my wrongdoings and you know fix them moving forward and everything so I feel like this one I definitely did this year there was like a lot in therapy that I had to like just unpack and a lot of it had to do with just like being honest with myself about like okay like I definitely could have you know been a better person at this point in my life or I could have like done something differently but like ultimately just forgiving myself so that I you know don't just keep it as a cooped up you know trapped thing in my body and in my head for forever and instead like say like this was you know, wrong of me, or I shouldn't have done this, but, you know, I forgive myself, and I commit to, you know, being better going forward with whatever it was, so I think that this one definitely, um, was something that happened this year, and the next one was to keep promises to myself, um, to help build confidence, that's, like, the whole concept that Ed Milad always talks about, that one of the biggest confidence building tools is to keep the promises you make, um, to yourself, And I think that I was good about this this year. Um, I do think, like, with boundaries, I can think of an example. Like, I sometimes, like, when I finally started setting boundaries at work, I would, like, set the boundary. But then, like, 
someone would like kind of try to push against it and I would like move the boundary a little bit and I don't think I like (laughs) I would like still keep the boundary but it's like okay I'm gonna move it a little bit for you like which I probably shouldn't be doing but I kind of think of that and I'm like okay in those instances I really didn't keep that promise to myself because I'm like moving the boundary and breaking it for someone but at the same time like I think in a lot of other areas I kept promises to myself and I was really good about like just like honoring my needs and recognizing like when I need something when I don't need something and that kind of thing and the next one was no more unrealistic expectations I feel like I have gotten a lot better about this and I think that just being in the real world has helped a lot with this because I feel like I've always put a lot of pressure on myself to like do certain things or have things by a certain age or day or whatever and just have all these crazy unrealistic expectations and I feel like this year I really allowed myself to just be a lot more realistic with myself and while it was hard to accept in a lot of ways it was good for me because it taught me that you know I don't need to be so hard on myself and have like these crazy expectations for myself and it's okay you know for (laughs) me to just like live and be in the moment and not be striving towards something crazy and I feel like I really kind of rid myself of a lot of unrealistic expectations I had but at the same time like my imposter syndrome like will kick in at times and that causes me to sort of as a sort of going against the imposter syndrome like if I'm like feeling like I I'm not qualified enough to be doing something sometimes I'll like just set like a really unrealistic expectation in response to that because it's just like oh I don't feel good enough right now so if I set this goal and this really unrealistic expectation and I start working towards it that almost like makes my imposter syndrome feel better sometimes which is weird um so yeah I feel like that one I did pretty good with this year and next one is embracing my true self Um, And I know I in this podcast episode that I did of the things I'm leaving in 2021, I talked a lot about this in that episode and like how it was a struggle of mine and how I've always struggled with it. And I really feel like I have like almost got this one down um, because I feel like going to therapy has really helped me. You know, I've learned my values and I've learned like who I am at my core authentically as a person and it's funny that that was like really a big struggle that I was going through not funny but it's really a a big struggle that I've had my whole life and that I was really really struggling with going into um 2022 and now like look back and see that this whole year a lot of what I worked on in therapy was you know figuring out who I am and undoing like all of the parts of me that were there for show and or still are there for show and weren't truly authentic to me so I really feel like I did really good at identifying my true self however I did I embrace my true self that's the thing that's kind of like "Mm, I don't know about that and that's definitely something I'm keeping in mind going into 2023 I really want to take what I've like learned in therapy and like actually do something with it and like start making changes and start like actually you know, just doing something with the stuff I've learned because I feel like I've just had like a fire hose to my brain of like figuring out who I am, learning more about myself and blah, blah, blah that I haven't like actually initiated any change based on those things. And I have initiated some change. It just feels like I have in the grand scheme of things. So have I identified my true self and like figured that out more? Yes. Have I embraced it? Not necessarily because I feel like I'm still living 
misaligned with myself and my values so I can't really say I've embraced my true self but I think that that's something I can focus on going into 2023 but I did identify my true self a lot um and the next thing was have confidence in decision making and not leaning on others for insight for every big or little decision I make um I think that this one I've gotten a lot better with and I think that my job has like helped a lot with this because there's a lot of times when you know you just have to make a decision and do something and you can't like wait around on someone to tell you like there are a lot of things in my job where it's like you know you're waiting on a green light to do something and there are also things where it's just like you know maybe like my senior is out or something and I just have to like make the decision or respond to the email or whatever and that like kind of helped me do that in my real life as well and just like make more decisions just be more confident in my decision making um I feel like buying our first home really helped a lot with this um I could have you know I tried like I definitely like valued other people's insight and everything and took it into consideration when we were going through the process but when I realized I was like okay this is like our first home and it's ours like it's no one else's it's ours so it's like we I need to have confidence in making this decision and I need to you know make it with confidence and like know that it's my decision so I really feel like that was a testament of having more confidence in decision making was you know going through the home buying process for the first time so as well as little things like at work and everything and also things as small as being assertive in my decision making with where I'm going to eat on like a Friday night like and choosing that like it really boils down to like the really small things as well as the larger and bigger decisions like purchasing a home and the next one it was to fall in love with who I am again instead of thinking I need to attain a certain status or look or feel a certain way to feel me And just be in love with who I am um, and just establishing the foundation of self-love and loving who I am in all phases of life instead of only feeling like I can love who I am when I achieve things. This is so crazy for me to read right now, you guys. Oh my gosh, because I didn't go through this list before I started this episode. I was like, I'm just going to like do this raw and like go through each of the points and then do my like initial reaction because I felt like that's the most authentic way for me to do this episode. Holy cow, reading this is so weird because... I was like scratching the surface right there. I put that as my goal and that was like one of my groundbreaking like earth shattering moments in therapy was when I realized like how I have valued achievement for so long and it's been like something that I you know just really center my entire life around for so long and you can tell that like with that being my goal I was like at a breaking point because it was like I can't keep you know, only thinking I'm worthy through achievement. And that is something that I ended up working on so much in therapy and that I've, I'm still working on. And it's so crazy for me to read this right now, just because I learned that in therapy, but I was literally sitting there saying it, but I didn't like, I didn't know what to do with it. If that makes sense. Like I was, I was realizing it. I was starting to have those realizations but I couldn't put a lot of it into words and I couldn't figure out like what to do with that information. But it's so crazy because that shows how much like just going to therapy can help because there's no way I would have made the progress with undoing my attachment to achievement without therapy. Like I couldn't have just like set that as my goal and not gone to therapy and figured out my how I've had achievement as one of my core values my whole life, but it wasn't actually my core value and it was actually you know, something that I did in as an image-based thing and for the sake of appealing to others and people-pleasing and undoing that is one of my core values and, you know, telling myself I am no longer, like, living a life that is 
or I'm not going to let myself, you know, once I'm at the point of like undoing all of it, I'm no longer letting myself live an achievement-based life and only, you know, think I'm worthy from achievements and everything. So there's no way I could have figured all of that out without therapy, but it's so crazy to like look back and read that right now. So I definitely have... With this one, I'm working on it. It's This one's going to forever be a work in progress, but I do love that, you know, like the me one year ago put this down because I think it's something I definitely needed at the time, especially going into my job. And I think that I'm getting a lot better about loving who I am in every phase of life and I'm definitely undoing the um, only worthy when I achieve things whole idea. I'm undoing that and moving forward with it. So I definitely think I've made a lot of progress in that area. And the next thing is to fuel my body and soul. So I really wanted to get into like meditation, journaling, discovering new recipes, um, and focusing on just like what makes me feel best. And this one I like definitely, I fueled my soul, but not in the way that I said so here. Like I said meditation and journaling, but I think that I, I didn't really ever journal like at all besides my five minute journal. I never did any freehanded journaling this year, I don't think. Um, but maybe I will right before the year's up. And then I think I tried meditation for the first time, but I didn't let it stick. I probably did it for like a week or two and then I just like stopped prioritizing it. But I do think that it's something I should prioritize in the mornings a little bit. So I don't know. I feel my soul in different ways though. I feel like I feel my soul through like reading certain books, um, and, just honoring like rest when I needed rest and that kind of thing. And I definitely did like play around with cooking and discovering new recipes to fuel my body though. So that one I definitely think was kind of like 50, 50. It's like, I didn't, I fueled my soul, but not in the way I thought and like the way I intended to there. But I do want to, I really want to be a lot better about, you know, meditating and journaling and stuff. Cause I think those things help so much with clarity and peace, which is something I definitely struggle with a lot. So I want to be, I want to carry that into 2023, but I think I need to be a lot more intentional with this goal instead of just saying, I want to do more meditation and journaling. That's too vague. I need to be a lot more structured with that goal. And that's like the good thing about going back and looking at your goals from the year. You can really sit down and say like, okay, I really wanted to do this and I did it, but I still want to do it now. So like with that being said, that shows that I care about it a lot So that means I probably need to, you know, switch up the way I set this goal because I had it set in a very vague way and since it's something I do really care about and I didn't really do this year, but I really want to do this next year, I want to be really more intentional about it and like say like I'm going to meditate on at this time on these mornings, whatever, or say something along the lines of like I'll you know, stick to promising that I will journal, you know, like on every Sunday for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, just being a lot more specific about it. So I can like actually commit to something instead of just being very vague about it. And the next thing was to prioritize balance. And I think I did pretty good with this. I think that there are definitely times in my life where some things are way more heavy than others naturally, just because of the nature of my job and the nature of YouTube having a busy season and everything, but I think that I did the best I could with what I was working with. So I'm proud of myself for this year because I really think there was only like one week or maybe two weeks where I didn't upload on YouTube like every Wednesday or once a week at least. And I'm really proud of myself for, you know, working full time to have achieved that. And like, I'm doing it all on my own. I don't have like a video editor. I don't have, I'm not with a podcast agency. Like I'm, it's me, like it's all me. So I'm really proud of myself for, you know, maintaining the balance. And I know I missed like, I think 
one week of a podcast upload just because of being busy with work or something, but I'm really proud of myself for like sticking to the things I care about and like prioritizing balance. And at times I felt like very burnt out because of all of it and trying to juggle all of it, but I feel like I do a good job of making sure I'm still hitting the things that help me meet my physiological needs, like making sure I'm sleeping, making sure I'm getting exercise, making sure I'm taking time to like fuel my body and that kind of thing. So I feel like I was pretty good about this, but you know, we can all always probably be better with balance, but it's hard to like, there's no perfect balance. So it's something that you could forever chase after and never really attain. But the next thing was to listen to more podcasts and um, I think that I did, I go through phases with podcasts. So I think at times I listen to more podcasts, but not like overall, I think I listen to probably about the same amount as I have in prior years, but I think that they can be really helpful and insightful. But once again, I just like don't want to put pressure on myself to do something that I don't feel like doing. So if I'm in a podcast era where I love listening to podcasts, great. Like I want to do that and I want to pursue like listening to them more. But if I'm just like not in the mood for podcasts during a phase of life, that's fine. Like I don't have to listen to them. So that's kind of my spiel with that one. And the next thing was to find my style um, and look into how to dress for my body type and to not buy into trends just to appeal to others and to build more of a functional wardrobe. So I definitely think that I did not find my style. <laughs> um, I don't think that that happened. I have gotten better about like just wearing things if I like them and not so much thinking about like what are others going to think when they see me in this. I think that I still struggle with that in some ways, but I think overall as a whole, I just didn't really identify my style. I think that my style is extremely hard to identify because I feel like I really dress in like three or four different styles and I cycle them out depending on like my mood and the season and everything. But I guess that's the whole point. It's like your personal style. So it's going to be personal to you. But I'm sitting here like trying to fit myself into one specific style box and like be like, this is the word that describes my style. But the whole point is for it to be personal. So I don't know why I was like, I don't know, thinking. I think when I set this goal, I was thinking like I need to be able all my outfits and like everything I wear to look like one specific style that has like a word and like identify with that style. But now thinking about it, like going into 2023, I'm like, no, I need to identify my personal style, not try to fit myself into a box, but more so just think of a few words that can describe like the way I want to feel when I dress and like the way I think that my, the way I dress like kind of looks, I guess, and let that be my personal style and not be put so much pressure on myself to like fit into like a certain category of style. So I'm definitely keeping that in mind for going forward in the 2023. And I think it did really good about not buying in the trends. Um, honestly, like there are some things I definitely probably bought cause they were more trendy, but at the same time, like I feel like the things I got were more functional. Like the things that come to mind is like the outdoor voices exercise dress. I got that when it was really trendy this summer, but it's a very functional piece of clothing, um, especially for my lifestyle. So, and it's something that like, was very trendy this summer, but I, it will always be in my personal style throughout my life because it's just a functional piece. And I also think of like the, um, Aritzia like jumpsuits. So like, I don't have one of the jumpsuits, but I have one of like the bike short, like unitard type things. Once again, just like a very functional piece of clothing. Cause it's something I can like throw on and it be a one and done and I can layer stuff on it and it work and it's just plain and simple. And I feel like it just really works with my personal style and my lifestyle. Um, and I feel like using newly to like rent clothes really helped me with not buying in the trends because I could like try out something like say, 
you know, fun printed pants or whatever was trending, I can try that out through Newly and, you know, see if I like it instead of like just buying into the fast fashion aspect of it and, you know, buying something just because it's trendy and then, you know, only wearing it once and not doing anything with it. Um, but I think having Newly really helped with that um, when I started doing the clothing rentals because it's like, oh, I can try out this. But, you know, I'm not actually committing to, like, purchasing the item and, like, keeping it forever. I'm, you know, renting it and then, like, someone else can go try it out. So I have really liked doing that. And the next thing was to primarily live primarily off of one income, which I definitely think I did for, you know, most of the year. I, you know, saved so much money doing this and I'm so thankful for the position I'm in to be able to do this. But I was able to save so much, which really helped for us buying our first home and just really helped for you know, building up my emergency fund to like where I wanted it to be and everything. So I really think that I did really good with that. Um, for most of the year, I don't think I've been as good about it towards this back half of the year, just because, or not half, the last like quarter, I'd say just because of the holidays and having like things to pay for, for, um, like trips that have been planned and for, um, just like, you know, friends getting married and stuff, you're obviously going to be spending money in those ways. So that's like caused me to like you know, kind of dip my toes into like my more than one income, I guess you could say. And that's fine because I've still been saving a lot. And then also obviously stuff with moving that costs a lot of money and stuff with our new home and stuff with wedding planning, like all of that has, are those like big life events that cost money that make it your financial situation a little bit different during those seasons of life. But I think that for the most part, I did really good about this. So I am very proud of myself for that. And I think what really helped was having my um, high yield savings account and having the automatic transfers. Like every time I got paid for my corporate job, I literally just had the money like basically go straight to my high yield savings account. Like it was in my actual bank account for like maybe two days and then it went straight to the high yield savings account. So I was really thankful for that and that really helped because if it's you know in my normal everyday checking and savings like I would be a lot more likely to spend it but I really liked having that set up with the high yield savings account because I was able to just you know like be like okay this is off to wherever it's going and I'm you know it's being saved like I'm not touching it now so I really thought that that was very helpful and the next thing was a less impulsive spending and to use the two-week rule. Um, I obviously, I'm human. I definitely had some impulsive purchases, but I definitely think I had a lot less compared to 2021. I think in 2021, I had a lot of impulsive purchases because of us moving into like our apartment and like the city. And then I think of like when I was taking the CPA, like I definitely would like get really stressed and I would impulse like online shop like because I'd be like oh my gosh this like feels good on my brain to like <laughs> buy something you know when I would be really stressed and I wasn't like that terrible about it but I know that I definitely impulsively bought like more frivolous things and like online shopped like especially for clothes and stuff way more um in 2021 than I did in 2022 so I'm pretty proud of myself for this one um I feel like I did a lot better with that and this next one was to I don't know what I ended up saying. I feel like on this one, I definitely said something different on the podcast from what I have put down because I had to, I think it was to work off paying off the rest of my student loans or my car and to set up a high yield savings account, which I've obviously been making my car payments and everything um, and to save money for an investment property, which for a while I was thinking we would just rent and get an investment property starting out. But then I realized that that just didn't really make the most sense. So we ended up saving money for our first home instead, which I'm happy with and proud of. Um, but I did set up my high yield savings account. I set that up, I think in, 
I don't remember what month I set it up in, but it was like very early. It was either like late January or early February, I think. And it definitely has been such a game changer. I mean, for, you know, you want your emergency fund in there so it can accrue interest and any, um, anything you're like saving for, like say you're saving for like your wedding or I put like my money for my taxes in my high yield savings account and everything just to like really maximize, you know, the amount of interest you can earn on that money instead of having it sit in a traditional savings account, especially with interest rates rising now. So I am very proud of myself for finally setting that up because I put that off for a really long time. I kept wanting to do it in college, but for some reason I like just wouldn't do it. And I have no idea why. I think it just had to do with my poor relationship with money. Like I felt like setting up a separate savings account and not seeing it in my everyday checking and savings like really stressed me out during college. But I finally got to a point where I was like, you're just really being stupid with your money at this point and being ignorant by not trying this out when you know it's the right thing for you to do. So I'm glad that I finally got over my ignorance and stubbornness and didn't necessarily develop a fabulous relationship with money, but I've improved it. So I finally got over that fear and set up the high yield savings account, which I'm really happy for. And I definitely didn't, um, I haven't focused on like paying off my student loans just because I just, um, my student loans, obviously like, you know, there's been the freeze and everything with that, um, which has been very helpful and very nice. And I'm not going to pay them off because like during this time, because obviously they're on pause and um all of mine aren't interest accruing which is nice because they were subsidized so um but I realized today that I'm like almost at three wait am I almost at three years gosh that's so crazy this summer I will have had my car for three years that just doesn't even sound right that can't be true because I got it in summer of 2020 did I get it in summer so no did I get it in summer of 2020? No, I got it summer of 2021. Okay, so two years. Never mind. Okay, I was about to say, there's no way that's right. Um, yeah, I think it was May of 2021 when I got my car. So still, it'll be two years though, the summer, which is crazy. Um, I had that realization today. I was like driving and I was like, I can't believe I've had this car that long. But I was initially in my head thinking 2020, but it was not 2020. It was 2021. So never mind. The next thing was to travel to one new place, which I did do, which was literally like this past weekend. I went to Charleston. I also went to um, like a small town in Kentucky for a wedding and that was my first time going to Kentucky. So I did do that. Um, but I guess like intentionally traveling to see a city, I went to Charleston for the first time. So that was exciting um, to see somewhere new. So I'm glad I got to do that. And I, that's what I want to do like every year. Like I want to have like travel to one new place on my goals for every year because I just think it's a good goal to have. Um, cause it forces me to not just like go home every time I have a chance to take vacation. Cause that's what I tend to do, which I know I've talked about a lot. The next thing was to become a CPA, which I did pass all my exams and I'm in the process right now of getting all that paperwork sent in. I definitely won't officially have my license before the end of the year, but I am hoping that I hear back from the people I need to hear back for, um, or hear back from before the, um, uh, I guess, before, like, the holiday break starts and everything through work, because we, like, have a firm, which this is, like, all big four firms do this, I'm pretty sure, but shut down from, like, Christmas Eve until January 2nd, and, like, nobody works, but I'm also taking off the week before that, so this is, like, my last week before I have that nice long break, so I'm hoping to, like, get all that paperwork sent in, like, this week before the holidays, because I don't want to deal with it during busy season, but it's just going to depend on whether or not the people at work, like, get back to me in time, which they may be on vacation, so it's okay. I probably shouldn't have, I say I shouldn't have waited, but it's, like, I had to wait because I had to wait for my one year, um, 
to come up, which I have my one month from my internship in 2020 and then my 11 months that I've worked so far. So that's how I have my one year. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's on the way. It's, it's basically, it's happening, um, which is exciting and crazy that it's already here. So, and then I had the goal to do a happy moment star, which I think I had seen this on TikTok and I just thought it was a good idea. Like anytime you have like a good moment happen or something happy happen, you just like write it on a little piece of paper and stick it in the jar. And at the end of the year, you open it up and you have like all these memories from little happy moments. I didn't do this because that just like, honestly, I just didn't ever even bother with it. And I definitely thought about it a few times in the beginning of the year and then I completely forgot about it until I just looked at it now. But I think that you could do this like, literally by just like jotting it down on your notes I think the effort of like writing it down on paper is like what kept me from doing it honestly but I definitely think that you could do this like on your notes on your phone and it would be just as cool and effective um and that's something I think I want to be better about doing you know if I have a really good day or if something like really great happens jotting it down in a journal maybe or just putting it down in my notes like having a running note for like the year and just like put the date and like okay like February 13th like this happened today and it was really nice and blah 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 and just having like a running list of that in my notes I think would be cool so I want to try to like be better about doing that um because I think it'll help me be more present and actually recognize like my accomplishments and my happiness and be able to see a trend and pattern with the things that make me happy and the very last thing was to do a one second a day video and guess what guys I freaking have done it I'm not done with the year yet but I've made it this far, so we're finishing it out. Um, I use the one second a day app, and um, it's like one SE, actually, I think is what it's called. And it makes it really nice because it gives you notification every day. And it's not like I log the videos every single day, but like I definitely take like a photo or a video every day. So I either use a live photo or I use the video, depending on which one I did. And like sometimes like for two weeks, I'll forget to like log them in the journal, but I have a clip or a live photo from each day. So I'll just go in and load them in really quickly. So yeah, I'm really excited for that because I think it's going to be really cool. But like Morgan Yates is like the OG of this on YouTube because she's always done like the one second a day videos and I want to upload mine to YouTube, but all of mine are going to be vertical clips. So that's not very cool. <laughs> um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll definitely post it on like Instagram, but I think it's going to be too long for Instagram reels and too long for TikTok. So I don't really know what I'm going to do there. So we'll figure it out, but I'll definitely post it on YouTube, um, even though it's going to be like in vertical format. So I will definitely do that. But I'm really excited I stuck with that because that's something I've like been meaning to do like the last two years and I just never could keep up with it. And then when I found that there was an app, I was like, okay, I have to do it because this makes my life so much easier with doing it. And I'm really glad I did. So that is everything from my goal list. I don't even know if I ended up sharing because I was like a long list. And I feel like in the episode last year, I probably just like left a few of those things off for the sake of the length of the episode, but just like kept them to myself. But for the purposes of this episode, we went through all of them. So that's that. But um, thank you all so much for listening. And I hope this like inspired you to reflect on any goals you would set for yourself this year and like see where you're at and hopefully help you feel good about going into 2023 because I think it's really a confidence booster to see like which things you really like kept to and which things you really kept your promises on and to yourself and which things that you know you maybe need to prioritize more which is totally fine um and it's really good for just kind of establishing that baseline going into the new year so I hope it was helpful and inspiring for you all but thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast join the in bloom podcast facebook group and leave a review if you're feeling it and thanks so much for listening I'll talk to you all next week